It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right, good evening, everybody. It is Sunday, it is 8 p.m., and it is time for episode 218 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Joining me, as always, on the other side of the screen, Brian. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm perplexed because I did not hear or see the video of the intro song. You did I not. The countdown, and then it went right. And then I heard a. Then it was just the screen went black for a while, and then Ooh. it went right into um, uh, you announcing it. So uh, Matt Beaker, our uh, loyal producer, um, uh, no, absolutely not an anti-Semite. But Matt, Peter, I saw, I saw it on my end. I have to say, I don't know. And I'm telling you, on my let's listen. We're going to cut this. We'll cut this Understood. From, uh, before we put it on uh, on YouTube, so this way people of don't hear this. But if uh, Beaker, when you're listening to this, please edit out this nonsense and cut into when we go back into it. But make sure that the intro music is um, playing correctly. Janelle wants to know why we're looking up at you, and I will tell you why, Janelle. The reason you're looking up at Ron is because. Um, you did not beat Ron in um, Can You Beat Ron? So therefore, once again, Ron's on top. We look up to him. And we'll be talking about that later on in the show. But more importantly, um, Ron, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. You know, it's a, it's a, it's been a good weekend. Uh, beautiful weather here in the Northeast. And uh, I'm excited to do this podcast. What the fuck is your definition of beautiful weather it's, it's <laughs> oh no it was horrible oh it was horribly hot oh it was hot it was okay. muggy it was miserable you were being sarcastic i did not i was pick up on that i did not this was the epitome water. of hot podcaster summer hot podcaster summer uh, uh. so my audio levels are louder than brian's well, let just, me let me I adjust. just moved my microphone. I moved my right. microphone so it was a little bit closer. Um, how about right now? Okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, uh, simple plan. So yes, Janelle, I, I switched oh. laptops. So now, all right, let me adjust the gain here a little bit. I think my gain was up gain. too much. Disrespect your environment. Everything is going wrong. All right, we'll bring it. We'll bring it down. Is too. that better? Is that better, everybody? Can you hear me a little is that bit good? better? Can you hear me? Are we at equal levels? Because at some point we're gonna have to start the podcast. Am at I some right? point we're gonna have to do this. I mean, we do this. Point. We do this live when we do it. So we want. Fuck to it, we'll do it live. <laughs> but yeah, I had to switch uh, laptops. So I'm on a newer laptop. It is not on a stand, so the camera angle is a little different. Uh, maybe I'll have to get a stand for this laptop. We'll see. I kind of like this angle. It's a, kind of a sexy look for me, I think. Well, what's actually really nice is the fact that um, now I can visualize what it would be like to be, um, you know, laying across the couch, head on your lap as you lean down and spit on my face. Like that's, you know, like now I know what the visual of that would be. Right. Now just a touch louder. Apparently I made it too soft, just a touch louder. So that's just a okay. touch louder. Well, most importantly is the fact that Ali M says thumbs up. So we're all That's good. all I need. We're all that is all I need. Well, Jones are we ready to... Yes, uh... All right. Are we ready to uh, get the show start? rolling tonight? Can you play the intro music and count? Okay. Let's just count me in. Three, two, one. Let's start. Drink of the week. 
na zdrowie. All right, Brian, what uh, what did you bring to the table um, for a beverage this week? I am bringing to you, once again, Coney Island Beach Beer. I had this beer a couple episodes ago, back in episode 214. It's summer. It is hot outside. I'm looking forward to something that I can crush. The only thing that I have in my fridge right now that says absolutely crush it. Look at that. The beautiful glass beautiful. from our friends at Coney Island Brewery. This is a craft beer made simple. Malt, water, hops, and yeast. Brewed in harmony. A crisp and refreshing ale with a light body and a hint of citrus. Inspired by the spirit of summer, which means I'm going to be sweating profusely in about three seconds. Rob, this sip is for you. Well, I tell you, uh, since it's Coney Island Brewery, we already know it's good. We already know it's refreshing. We already know it's crushable. I love their beer. I absolutely love their beer. There's not one beer I've had at Coney Island Brewery that I have not enjoyed. Oh, I'm going to take another sip. Do it. Do it up, my friend. Mm. Live your best it's life. It's so good. It's so good. And you know that it's not warm in my living room right now when um, uh, the glass is already just so – there's so much condensation <laughs> On the outside, it is literally dripped all over my T-shirt and shorts. It looks like I had an accident in my pants, um, which has not happened since I dropped $900. Ron, let me ask you a yes. question. What yes, are you sir. drinking? So I went uh, I went deep into the beer fridge uh, to our friends at Broken Goblet, who I haven't hit up in a while. This is a beer I've had before, and I love it. It is the Ghoul White Stout. Uh, this is on nitro in a can, clocking in nitro. at a nice... 6.3%. I mean, look at the color of that. Look at the hue. I mean, it's just absolutely delicious. Yeah, I don't like this camera angle either. Uh, Janelle might have something here. So, but let me sip this. I already know it's good. One thing that Janelle does not have, and that's Roland Roaster delivering to her door. Oh, boo to the Met fan that just boo Mets. So delicious as Ron, always, as we've beer. come to expect from Broken Goblet, nothing but the best. It's got a thick stout uh, taste, even though it's a white stout. Nice creamy aftertaste due to the nitro. Uh, my uh, one of my favorites. And Brian, you're doing a shot too. Kudos to you, my friend. Yeah, a little. I poured myself a little bullet bourbon, which uh, you know it's got a nice. It's very smooth. It's not too harsh. Um, I've got some nice fancy glasses that uh, I'm going to break out next week when I okay. uh, when I when I do some hard liquor. Um, right now, I'm doing the shot. I'm doing a shot. All right. I, uh, All right. Um, well, so you're not going. enjoying this angle. You're saying you're not enjoying the angle. I, you know, it's it's a, it's a weird angle. I have to. Not often do I agree with Janelle, uh, but uh, I feel she might have something here. Might be an Hold angle. On, what if I? What if that's an angle. You look good. That's that looks very official. That you look like uh, Brooks from Shawshank Redemption now. Okay. As again, nothing what like if, making, nothing like making a, a a random reference of a twenty five year old movie. But not only that, it's the fact that I got that reference perfectly. It's because we love each other. It's we are we are we are soulmates. That's why. Moise and Pachico. All right, let's keep things going here. It's time for.
All right, Brian, what uh, what do you have uh, on tap? What's bothering you this week? You already touched upon it, Ron. Um, it's the fucking weather. I believe it was my beef last week, and it's going to continue to be my beef. Um, I cannot handle When they say these are the dog days of summer, um, they mean it. These are some of the worst, absolutely worst days to be outside. Um, you know, uh, unlike a lot of Americans, you know, I, there's still a lot of people that are working remotely um, who uh, are able to, uh, you know, stay indoors. Um, I am, uh, you know, in working in an office. So every day I'm waking up in the morning, I'm sweating profusely as I get dressed because no amount of air conditioning can overcome this uh, terrible heat that we're, we're going through here in the Northeast. Um, by the time I leave the house, I have already sweated through my undershirt. By the time I reach the subway, I am now sweating through my outer long sleeve button down shirt because I cannot wear a short sleeve shirt. No, no, not at all. Um, so then what I then what happens and this is the real joy of uh, of being me is that at this point now I become self-conscious of <laughs> the fact that I'm sweating profusely. And I have this this perception that everybody on the subway is making eye contact with me as they notice the beads of sweat just pouring down my face as I've sweated. And most of my shirts are blue. So you can right. just see where I've just sweated right through them. And that causes me to get more nervous. And now I'm just sweating from not just heat, but now anxiety at the same time. So by the time I get to work, literally um, earlier this day, um, earlier this week, somebody asked me to come over to their desk to uh, review something. And I said, um, I will not walk over until I stop sweating. And uh, <laughs> an hour went by, an hour went by before the outer shirt had uh, uh, dried up, for lack of a better phrase. So, so can you not wear like a short sleeved polo shirt? I could. It just looks too, I feel like it looks too casual. Okay. Um, you know, the people that work in the office really are, for the most part, long sleeve. Oh, and this is another one, if I can continue my beef, is that Con Edison, which is the power company that brings electricity throughout the five boroughs here in New York, Con Edison ruled on both Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday that, the, that because of the um, heat, that there was going to be such a demand for electricity that they announced what is referred to as a curtailment event, Ooh. which is when they order buildings to um, cut down on their electrical use. So um, common areas, the lights were dimmed. Um, sometimes, you know, every other light bulb was on. Um, elevators, uh, my elevator bank that goes to my floor normally has three elevators servicing. Um, uh, last couple of days, it was down to one. And then most importantly, is that they cut the air conditioning down so that it pretty much felt like a fan. So uh, it was hot and muggy on Thursday. I actually had to take my laptop and work out of the conference room. I know what you're saying, people, first world problems, but uh, it was not fun. Not fun I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. Sorry to hear that. That's okay. That's okay. That's why I'm pounding beer right now to make up for all, all right. loss uh, uh, water. Ron, what are you drinking? Yes. What? We already did my drink of the week. It's beef of the week. Fuck. Where's your head? Where's your head, my friend? I don't know. It's it's the heat. It's <laughs> it's, it's frying my brain. Ron, let me ask you a question. Peter, yes. if you can edit out edit out that fuck up on my part, and uh, we're just gonna clap in after I do one, two, three, two. One. Hey, Ron, I got a question for you. Yes, my What's friend. Bothering you? What's bothering you? Well, 
I had a lot of things bothering me this week. And again, maybe it's because of the heat. Maybe I was on edge. Maybe I was temperamental. But there was a lot of things. But there was one thing that kept coming back to me. One, uh, the behavior of an individual that was so egregious that it just really eventually warranted um, being my beef of the week. And that, my beef of the week, is uh, the man next to me, my podcast partner, Brian. And I'm going to tell you exactly why Brian is my beef of the week. If you were listening last week, you know that uh, as a public service to our listeners, I got a bag of the Brock's tailgate uh, candy corn, and I tried each individual candy corn. I ate a handful of all five flavors, so you folks out there didn't have to. And uh, what uh, what I noticed this uh, this past week um, is uh, oh, can I not share this? This is gonna be a pain in the ass. Um, hold on, let me find it. There was a uh, for National Mustard Day. Um, the French's decided to put out a uh, a mustard donut. Now, this was in collaboration with Doe Donuts out in New York City. If you went to one of their, I believe, six locations in Manhattan yesterday, National Mustard Day, uh, you could have gotten one of these mustard donuts to try for free. And I said, Brian, you're up. You're on deck. I took the bullet last time. You need to go have this donut. And Brian, without even thinking, without even considering our listeners, the general public, whatever, just said, nope, not going to do it. Not going to make the effort. Um, It was disappointing. Uh, It was hurtful. And in my opinion, uh, worthy of beef of the week status. Care to defend yourself? Ron, I want you to know something. Yes. I hear you. I hear you. I hear your words. I hear your pain. I've taken it in and I've resolved that I'm going to be a better person moving forward, despite the fact that I will never have a mustard flavored donut. Now, the problem here is the fact that you willingly on your own decided you were going to try that Brock's hot dog flavored, um, uh, 49% doesn't have to do it. 51 does <laughs> is all I'm trying to say. But that, I, yeah, I, I, I would like a donut. Don't get me wrong. I would love a donut. Um, I was in the mood earlier today for a Krispy Kreme just glazed donut. Um, those things are just utterly delicious. But if you're going to tell me that I need to spread French's, first off, French, I mean, that is the absolute worst (laughs) mustard. I mean, not that. I mean, that is the kind of that is French's is the official mustard of every trailer park in the Southwest America. (laughs) Um, French's is a uh, is a proud sponsor of Kid Rock's current tour. Um, French's mustard is what Donald Trump served to the uh, college football team that visited the White House when he served them uh, fast food. Um, French's mustard is what um, poor people use as a binder when they're making um, uh, poor man's um, burnt ends. French's mustard is what I would consider the lowest level of the mustard. Goulden's, which I- I've- 
And I, I wanted to see how long I could let it go, but I had a feeling uh, you had too many legs on that. I felt I felt oh, like you, I, I, you were going to keep that going. Well, Brian, if you ever want to redeem yourself, Brian, I have another food item that you can try. I'm going to pull up a okay. photo of it here. What so, is it? Brian, this is a uh, this is a chicken testicle pizza. Bullshit! There is no way that a chicken's testicles are that big. That my that I I mean that big. So this is uh now take a stab as to what part of the world you feel this testicle Listen, pizza might come from. First off, for I'm gonna guess Colorado, but first off, don't tell me to take a stab when you're talking about testicles, because um I'm already gonna like protect. I'm instinctively gonna t- protect my groin. Um, I'm gonna say this is Colorado. No, not not what part of the world I should say is this pizza oh. from. Um, I'm going to say South America. Uh, this is actually, uh, this comes from Taiwan. So this is, I'll pull up the actual full ad here, um, where you can apparently get your chicken testicle pizza in a few different options there. Um, and the, uh, the ad reads, quote, challenging Italians red line, super Taiwanese style, extra big chicken testicles pizza. Wait a second. So they're actually going after the Italians in this? They're 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 throwing shade at the Italians, it would appear. I'm 25% offended right now. <laughs> would I'm you uh would you go now let me ask you this, Brian. What would you rather if you gun to your head if you had to have something on your pizza? Pineapple or chicken testicles? Pineapple. Pineapple's actually not that bad. I would never order it. But if it's put in front of me, a ham and pineapple, I'll eat it. Right. Um, it's it's not it's not, I would never order it, um, but uh, um, I would I would I, I, I would eat it. Okay. If I'm sitting at a table and someone comes in and goes, "Hey, I've got a pie with um, ham and pineapple. Do you want a slice?" Uh, what am I? I'm going to say no to pizza. All right. Uh, second. Now question. the real okay. question. The real question is, is is would I try it if somebody walks in with a chicken testicle pizza? Would I eat that pie? And I'm going to say I would give it a, I would, I, I would try it. Okay. Because my next question would be how many drinks would it take for you to have a full slice of chicken testicle pizza? Oh, a full slice? I'm going to say, I'm going to say I need at least four. Um, I need at least four um, uh, drinks inside of me before I can uh, power through an entire piece. Would I, would I take a bite of chicken testicle? Yeah. Sober, okay. Ooh, yeah, maybe. But to continue, but, but to sit there and like get over the hump of um, once I've experienced it, to just go back for more. Uh, uh. It seems like a fear factor kind of pizza to me. Do you think Joe Rogan is an investor in this pizza chain? I mean, let's uh, follow the money, Brian. That's all I'm going to say. Follow the money. All right. So, Brian, we got a ton of stories on deck. Anything in particular that you would like to start off with this week? I think the biggest story that we have is um, Alex Jones' uh, trial. Um, the uh, InfoWars star, um, conservative lightning rod. Um, how do I say? Crisis actor. Uh, I mean, liar. He's, he's in a crisis consistently, it would seem. I would say that he has the physical consistency of a um, a Ziploc bag filled with French's mustard. 
<laughs> you're big on French's a, mustard. You hear, hear, you a hear cat, a cat meowing in the background. You hear, you hear a cat outside the uh, office door. Yes. What cat? Which cat? May I ask? Do you know? That would be Finnegan. He's he's very needy. He needs he needs. Do attention. you want to let? Why don't you let him in? Oh, because he's a pain in the ass. He is an absolute pain in the ass. He gets in here, it's going to be mass chaos. I listen. If it, do you know anyone who enjoys chaos more than I? <laughs> do you want me to go grab him real quick, and you can talk about? Go Alex grab Jones. him. I'll, yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen, listen. So, um, so this week there were um, uh, for 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 loyal listeners of the show, Alex Jones just literally a walking piece of shit. One of um. Uh, uh, one of the people that are uh, literally making the world a worse place. Um, no, his name is Finnegan, not fitting in, but very close. Um, so two parents of the Sandy Hook, um, uh, two parents of children that died in the Sandy Hook mass shooting um, sued Alex Jones because he spent years talking about how the um, how there was not a mass shooting at Sandy Hook, how no children were actually injured or killed, how um, the uh, parents uh, who claimed that their children died were lying, that these children never existed, that the parents were actors um, who were hired by the Democrat left wing um, George Soros cabal to somehow um, encourage the um, gun control laws of America. Um, keep in mind, I think there were about 20, um, uh, somewhere between 20 and 25, like third graders that were executed with an AR-15 by some autistic. And I'm not saying it's because he was autistic, but the kid was fucking strange. I think his name was Adam Lanza, if I'm not yes, correct. You are um, correct. So, uh, so Alex Jones literally made millions of dollars in advertising um, and subscription sales for, the, for his show um, that I believe he had on independently. Then he joined Infowars after Donald Trump, uh, uh, his ascension, but basically spent these years literally um, uh, uh, saying that this shooting didn't take place, that these people were liars. Um, these the parents were harassed when they, you know, uh, out in the in, in public by uh, uh, fans of Alex Jones who would sit there and yell at them, saying their children never existed, they didn't die. Um, so these two parents, um, two sets of parents, excuse me, sued him for a lie. Was it libel? Uh, they sued him for defamation. Ooh, even better. So, yes. um, so apparently this is a, a lawsuit where he was obligated to take the stand and answer questions, which I didn't understand, but it might well, be because it's a civil case and not criminal. Um, just, if yes. I can take a step back here for a moment, uh, they, he never, so basically the, he ended up getting a default judgment, uh, put against him because he, uh, never cooperated with discovery. His lawyers did not turn over information. Um, so the reason he had to come testify is that he was literally, you know, trying to lessen the amount. Like he had already lost. So the only reason he went okay. to testify was in hopes that he could somehow reduce the amount of the damages that were going to Got be. It. Okay. Um, so he didn't even bother putting up a defense him. in this case. He didn't put up a no. defense. He just no, exactly. he was just like what whatever, fuck it, I'm gonna ignore this lawsuit. And then right. when he lost, and then they said, Oh, wait a second, you actually could um lose uh tens of millions. So that was that was it. That was when Infowars decided to go um, uh, file for bankruptcy because they they were trying to avoid being responsible for paying out any um, damages in the case. 
And that was when the judge was like, that's great. We're after you, Alex Jones, not InfoWars. Well, and, and I think, and, and Alex Jones has also suggested that he may try and declare bankruptcy, but, um, you know, the, the the challenge becomes for him, which was, I think, that my favorite part of the, uh, the trial was when the lawyer for uh, the, uh, the families uh, let Alex Jones know that Alex Jones's lawyer accidentally sent um, the entire contents of his cell phone uh, to both sides, to the defense and, and the plaintiffs, um, apparently put the entire thing in a Dropbox. Um, we're talking, mm-hmm. I think, two to three years of emails, text messages, things of that nature. Um, the plaintiff's attorney reached out to Alex Jones' attorney and said, just giving you a heads up that you've done this. And, you know, if you want to try and, you know, petition the court to not allow us mm-hmm. to use this and uh, his attorney for whatever reason did not do anything with it within the whatever this window of time i think it had a two-week sure. period of time to do something about it and did not do anything with that to to prevent that that information so now you have the plaintiffs with text messages that contradicted um, alex jones deposition for this sure. case so and and it's it's opened it's open to potential for perjury charges it's open to potential for fraud charges uh, you know because he he talks in the text messages about saying that he'll falsely claim bankruptcy to try to avoid paying any damages mm-hmm. there is allegations that they found child pornography on his phone um, the January 6th committee has reached out to the plaintiff's attorney asking for copies of his text messages and emails, anything that may, anything Alex Jones, because Alex Jones sure. was texting back and forth with Roger Stone. Anything mm-hmm. that, anything relating to January 6th, they have, they've asked for. And they're um, going to get. If, if it's in there, he can hand it over and he definitely will. Um, yeah. I mean, this the, the the plaintiff's lawyer is he will this this is a case that will continue to drag on. And I'm surprised that somehow that it, with it. I'm surprised that it has not become a a, a public Dropbox link that everybody in the world <laughs> does not have a copy. I, like to me, the technology is there. I'm not sure why we're not already there. Um, so basically, the the way it came down was, you know, the uh, the initial uh, f- cost was four point one million dollars that Alex mm-hmm. Jones had to pay, and then in punitive damages, um, that punitive? number came out to punitive. Excuse me, punitive. Punitive, damages, yes. Punitive. Uh, came out to forty five point one. Or excuse me, forty five point two million dollars. Mm-hmm. So um, what's the next step? Does he, is he going to file for bankruptcy? What, are the, what is the likelihood that these people are ever going to see some money out of this? Um, so, you know, I don't know what the, you know, again, I don't know what the likelihood is. Um, you know, one of the things, though, with having his cell phone records for the last two to three years is they now have all of his financial information as well they know where his bank accounts are located you know and so now you know this could become you know this could become a federal case i mean this is going to be a case of even if he files for bankruptcy um you know what what is what is interesting is you know back in the george w bush days um they changed bankruptcy laws to make it harder for 
people number one to declare bankruptcy in this country oh. and number two they also changed you know what what could be discharged in a bankruptcy case so really uh, so now it's going to be you know basically these families will be first in line ahead of a lot of creditors that alex jones may have um to be able to you know get this money from him and again this is one of three lawsuits he still has two similar lawsuits um that he is facing um that still uh still have to go to uh still have to go to trial oh wow he's fucked yeah and rightfully so. I'm so happy. And gloriously so. I mean, gloriously so. I mean, it's listen, it's a beautiful thing. Listen, it's one thing to be a terrible person, but uh, but to uh, you know, it's one thing to sit there and just um, you know, uh, how do I say this? Uh, uh, to, you know, drag the world into a lower place, but to sit there and openly um, uh, just purport that like. Um, you know that that absolute uh, atrocities aren't real to the point where uh, you know people it, it actually uh, gains such a following that your lies are being seen as truths by um, I want to say by intelligent Americans, but that's not the case. These are not well-educated people, but there are you know numbers. I mean, the fact that there is is you know you know the the whole QAnon movement and whatnot. They're all firm believers that this murder never took place. That these right. shootings were, you know, um, uh, uh, were were, were a, a fictional event. And if there, if if you find somebody who's comfortable enough to sit there and say, "Okay, it happened," then their their immediate next comeback is going to sit there and say um, that um, it was a Democrat that did it. That it was Antifa that shot these kids but heaven forbid somebody um uh who was mentally un uh, you know uh, unable to uh, uh think right versus wrong but was able to get their hands legally on a uh, weapon of mass destruction well you know let's not acknowledge that because we need to make sure that you know um uh, you know the second amendment holds true we should all have strong weapons uh, so i think it's that fucking lunacy I think that kind of leads into our uh, one of our other stories uh, about yet another mass shooting out there. Let me find the gentleman's name exactly. Is this the guy who fell into the vat? Of course. <laughs> this is not the guy who fell into the vat. We will we will get to the guy no, who I fell thought, into I the vat. That was, I thought that was your segue into... <laughs> The guy who fell into the vat of porridge. It was not this. Uh, so this is a gentleman by the name of Stephen Marlowe uh, in uh, in Butler Township, Ohio. Uh, he killed four people on Friday, and prior to uh, going on his uh, shooting spree, he posted uh, this video on his social media accounts. Um, so, mom, dad, Kevin, Carrie, Brendan. Um, I just want you to know I love you more than you will ever know. Um, I could not have asked for a better family. What you cannot comprehend is that we have been attacked by this weapon our entire lives, and the attack against me personally is one of the most vicious attacks a human being um, has ever faced. I have tolerated the most inhumane torture in hopes that the FBI and CIA would come to my defense, but they have failed to come to my aid. My only hope is that you come to understand what has happened here. When the world realizes what has happened, there will be justice, but I cannot sit by and be a victim any longer, and I refuse to sit by and do nothing while my nieces and nephews and the rest of my family are operated on with mind control. Our thoughts are not private. It is disgusting and it is cruel. 
I will be launching the first counterattack against mind control in human history. I want to be very clear, this will not be an active shooting event. I will be executing some of the people responsible for activating shooters. Um, if I happen to survive, please visit me in prison, if only to see the same man you have always known, rather than the victim of some mental disorder that does not exist. What you may not understand is that I will gladly die to expose this, and I will gladly die to help one other victim discover the truth of what has happened. If I can help another targeted individual fight back against telepathy, then the sacrifice will be well worth it. To any TIs who read this, understand that your attackers use the form of ventriloquism I describe in the paper to move your thoughts, but your thoughts can also move their mouths. To my friends in Chicago, Lexington, Dayton, and all over the world, get this email out to everyone you know. The most horrific weapon ever made is being used on human beings, and if you ever learn the truth, you will understand what I did here to protect myself and my family. Get this out to other TIs, other voice hearers, so the world has a chance to fight back. Um, to my family, especially my nieces and nephews, I want you to understand that what I do here, I do for your future, and hope that you can live a life free of mind control. So now, this gentleman was uh, arrested last night in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and is in the process of being extradited back to Ohio to face uh, charges on uh, four counts of murder. Uh, so the individuals, uh, apparently, that he felt were involved in this, uh, in one home, he killed a couple, Clyde Knox, age 82, and Eva Knox, age 71. And then uh, he went to another home and killed uh, Sarah Anderson, 41, and her daughter, Kayla, age 15. Jesus Christ. See, so uh, it's just, I mean, no offense, but I'm going to say this, and I don't even mean this to be um, trying to make light of this, but the fact that you, the, everything that is wrong with society now the fact that you can play that video uninterrupted without any reason not to play it but if i asked you to play the video of the ed the the wreckage of the uh, edmund fitzgerald your very first comment is if we play it youtube's going to knock our vi it will will won't be able to air our videos it will be, it'll be knocked off copyright like the very fact that in our modern society we are allowed to listen to some fucking nut job who who, who murdered four innocent people, a, a, a fucking child, 15 year old who literally was probably just sitting at home making TikToks, but that this guy decides that he's going to somehow stand up for T.I.'s. Now, I don't know about you, but T.I. was a lousy rapper 10 years ago, so I can't even imagine what the why T.I. would be involved in mind control. Um, second of all, um, anyone who has that little fucking growth stubble down here as part of their facial hair accoutrement um, uh, can go fuck themselves. Um, <laughs> look stupid, you do, you you jackass piece of garbage. So therefore, um, uh, he can go fuck himself. I hope he burns in hell while laying on top of Adam Jones, Addix Jones. Who's Adam Jones? I was thinking of Adam Lanza. I combined them into one. Uh, uh, a morphed piece of garbage. Ron, um, what are your thoughts about that video? How does it make you feel? <laughs> well, uh, obviously, man was uh, suffering from mental illness. Uh, he had worked in Chicago as a trader from 2006 to 2018. Uh, something then took a turn in July of 2019. Uh, he broke into a home near where his parents lived and threatened the person there with a weapon. He was convicted of aggravated burglary and aggravated menacing. In February of 2020, he was sentenced to five years 
years of community control, it's referred to, uh, but that probation was uh, terminated earlier this year. Uh, he was also uh, ordered to undergo a mental health evaluation and was under intense supervision until December of 2020. Obviously, uh, that intense uh, supervision probably should have continued on further, uh, and unfortunately, four people have died because of it. And let me guess, he obtained his guns legally. Uh, I, you know, I don't have any information on that, but... You don't need to. You don't need to. I know it already. I know it already. The argument is going to be that he obtained his guns legally. Fucking tragic. Um, this co- Why do you think there is so much mental illness in this country? Uh, it feels I mean, like I think we have there's... more mental illness in other countries. You know, I don't I don't know the statistics on that. I mean, I think part of it has to do with our healthcare system. I think, uh, you know, the healthcare system is not set up to uh, number one, it's not set up to take care of the American public as it is. Uh, sure, it's, I not, think, it's not it's not set up to take care of the, those that need help. But I think, you know, what's what's even tougher is even if you do have insurance, like mental health is considered a specialist. So it's not like a lot of times you can just go to a mental health. You have to get a referral and then you got to find a mental health person that takes your insurance. And so there's a lot of roadblocks from people. There's not a support system. There is so many people that, you know, again, people people get the police called on them versus, you know, getting the mental health that they need. I mean, we've got, should we jump into this other story we have, which is horrible sure. in its I mean, own right? Are, are we talking about Anne Heche? Uh, we are not. We can, but we are talking actually about uh, Lasan Butler. Let me pull his, uh, his photo up here. I think I have that somewhere here. Too many photos this week, Brian. Um, so Lasan Butler, uh, he was uh, he was arrested uh, back in uh, on January thirty first of this year. Um, this is in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. So he uh, he was arrested on January thirty first. He faced traffic charges that included reckless driving, failure to stop for a blue light, and driving with a suspended license. Uh, but there was apparently a clerical error that involved him not being able to bond out. So he should have been able to leave uh, jail. Uh, he he was not able to for whatever reason, and he was there for a total of 11 days, ends up dying on February 12th in police custody. Um, he lost 42 pounds over those 11 days. Apparently, he had, he had a, a mental illness um, so he acted up in jail. They put him in solitary confinement. Um, they didn't give him food. They didn't give him water. Um, when they uh, when they autopsied him at the end, he they ruled that he died of dehydration and was shown to have an elevated sodium level. They also found uh, rat bites on his body from his time in the jail. Um, so the the uh, the. Uh, coroner has ruled this a homicide and so the guards at the alvin s glenn detention center um you know are now and the entire center is being sued uh, but again Jeez here you have Christ. a man dealing with mental illness and you know his 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 jailers rather than get him help um again think about that you lose 42 pounds in 11 days that's impossible no, That's how do you? How no, you no, 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 no. All. How do you lose that much weight? 
How is that? Well, even I would possible? imagine a good percentage of that too was water weight. I mean, it, and that's why he died of dehydration. He probably literally had no water left in his body by the time he passed away. You can lose that much water weight in a week? I mean, 11 days, I would think so. I mean, you sweat out like three to five pounds of water in a night, usually. I mean, you I probably sweat, I, mean, I, I, I mean, Jesus. I sweat out a lot. Okay. You do. You, you know are what? a sweaty, sweaty man. That's what I like So what you're you. saying is that if I want to actually lose this weight, I need to stop. Um, I should stop drinking water. Well, I'm saying what you need to do is go run a red light down in Columbia, South Carolina. That is and the new diet and also plan, be, and also be an African American male. I mean, well, I've got white privilege, so therefore they probably will just let me get away with a, a, a bench warrant. It'd be yeah, it'd be a little bit a uh, little bit different for you, I think. Except what else, what else when, they, hit when they see when they see this nose run, they might sit there and be like, <laughs> "Hey, boy, you ain't from around here, are you?" <laughs> Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian. Should we do the uh, the poor man that died in a vat of porridge? Yes. And more importantly, the fact that we have video of a man. Keep This is not made up, people. This is not an exaggeration. This is literally a man whose life was lost as a result of falling into a vat of porridge. Now, this is not, you know, uh, you know, he didn't step on a fire. Uh, it literally just fell into hot porridge that was being cooked for meals for human consumption, and he died as a result of it. Ron, can you pull up the video? I can. So there's no audio to this, just video. You don't want the audio. Um, you do not want the audio. The audio so this would just was, be horrific. Uh, this was July 29th in India. Uh, the uh, victim named Muthu Swami uh, had been uh, in charge of overseeing the preparation of porridge for an upcoming festival. You see him kind of lose his balance, lean back against the porridge, and then uh, fall into the vat of porridge. A uh, number of people attempt to get him out. You can see um, they're also uh, getting burned as well. Um, they eventually uh, managed to get him out. Um, but uh, he would then pass away uh, due to his burns uh, a few uh, few Can days. Can we later. watch this one more time? Because it really looks like he should have been more careful. And I, you know me, Ron. I do not like the victim blame. But there's no. multiple times in here where it looks like he he see he notices that he's losing his balance. Now clearly right. here he's pushing something back with his feet. Now he's decided he's going to lean against it. At this point, walk away, dude. But no, now he just he he decides. That looks like he fell in intentionally. I mean, like, so his wife. Like he, his wife said that uh, he suffered from epilepsy, uh, so it's very possible that that um, could have something to do if he was if he was having some sort of seizure at the moment or loss of balance. Um, she feels that that potentially could have triggered the fall. And I agree with you. I mean, at first I'm thinking, oh, this guy looks like he was drunk uh, because he kind of staggers a bit. But then, it looks you know, all right. Now he pushes that little footstool back. Look at his feet. He pushes it back a little bit. Then he walks over and decides he's going to sit down, which is a terrible idea. You can see people like, hey, man, what are you doing? Walk away. And then he just slides. It, it's almost like he went backward. It's like it's like he yelled out trust fall in Swahili. I was like, trust fall. And he just went right back into the vat of porridge. Um, first off, how many people are eating this porridge? Because that is a lot of servings. What exactly is porridge like an oatmeal? I, I believe is, is so, that, yes. 
and it was a and festival. Imagine- so uh, clearly, you needed a lot of porridge for everybody attending the festival. Now, usually when I think of food at a festival, I'm thinking corn dogs. I'm thinking right. funnel cake, maybe some zeppelins, um, some sausage on a on a on a roll. Maybe this was a porridge beans. festival. You don't know. Oh, so do you think those were all different types of porridge? Could have been. Like Could have been different. What do you porridges. think the different types of of uh, of porridge are? Like, do you think there was like a raisin porridge and a a curry porridge? And then there was like, um, uh, uh, you know. Time's gotta stop. Sorry, I just didn't want to go down that path with you. But this again, perfect reason why we have OSHA in this country. Like this, clearly there were some safety things that should have been in place there to keep people from falling into open vats of porridge, um, which did not happen here. I've said it before, I will say it again. This is all the reason why everybody should be wearing some type of body camera. Just like police officers out there, I believe that this this podcast would be incredibly improved in terms of entertainment value to you, the loyal fan, is if we could watch that man falling into porridge from several different angles. Now, let's watch the video one more time. <laughs> I've already taken I've, the... I already closed out the video. I'm sorry. It's just... How great would it be if you were the little kid to his left as he as he falls in? The kid, like, you know, he's patting the kid on the back. He's like, hey, kid, don't stand too close to the porridge. This stuff is boiling. Whoa! As he takes a backwards fall into it. Then the guy who runs over to grab his arm and pull him away, that guy's just like, hey, Steve, don't get too close to that porridge. You're really boiling hot. Why, maybe you shouldn't use that as a leaning post. Why don't you sit over? Oh, I think that that would be if everybody had a, uh, a body camera, it would be more enjoyable. That man did not do well. What else do we have lined up, Ron? I feel like well, we've got a lot this week. This next couple probably wishes they didn't have a camera. Uh, this is a UK couple that has been arrested for child abuse after a video surfaced that appeared to show them giving vodka to a baby. Crappy uh, sound on this one. Let me turn that down a bit. So yeah, so they're on the floor with the kid. They're pouring, I think I want to say off into a shot glass and then up oh, down the gullet for the little baby. So this I don't understand. I don't understand this because if I had a bottle of vodka and I had a drinking problem, the last thing I would want to do is share it with somebody who I did not think really deserved to enjoy the benefits of my bottle of vodka. So you're saying the baby did not deserve vodka. That's what I'm your, saying is that's that baby, take. that baby under no circumstances is going to be able to look at that mother afterwards and be like, Hey lady, I, I just want to let you know. I really like breastfeeding. I really <laughs> like you're the best my cover could have had. And I just want you to know something. When you let me latch on to you, it's the high point of my day. It's just so great. I love it, everyone. Hey, where's Frank Jr.? Frank Jr., come on up here. I want you to do <laughs> now, a have song. You, have you slipped into Sinatra all of a sudden? That's why the lady is a tramp. But this time's gotta stop. 
So the uh, this clip went viral on Facebook back in June. Uh, it was brought to the attention of uh, local police, and uh, the uh, the couple was arrested uh, and charged with child abuse. They have since bailed out, and the child has been returned to them. Uh, but child services apparently is keeping a very close watch on the child now. Oh my God! So you're telling me that these people are not in jail, and you're telling me they still have their their baby. Yes to both of those, yes. This is everything that's wrong with with England. Boris Johnson, this <laughs> never would have happened under Boris Johnson. This never would have happened under Tony Blair. This never would have happened Do under... I don't want to have to play the, the Eric Clapton clip again. Just, just... So, Brian, uh, did you play uh, Mega Millions last week? I did, and I... Did you? I did. I bought, uh, I bought 10 bucks worth of tickets. And uh, I think I bought forty. The... I bought forty-two dollars worth of tickets. And you want to know how much I got back, Ron? Uh, Eight dollars. Zero. I was gonna say I hit. I think one number out of the five games. Well, someone yeah. in Illinois uh, brought home the one point two eight billion dollar prize, the second largest uh, in a Mega Millions lottery history. But. How much are they actually going to take home, Brian? Um, I would say about a third of that. And that is the out. That is my uh, Ron and Brian podcast outrage of the week. <laughs> well, part part of it is um, it's only one point two eight billion. If you take it over time, uh, if you decide to take the lump sum, which is what most people do, that brings that amount down to seven hundred and forty seven point two million dollars um the winning cash prize uh you get 24 percent withheld sent directly to the the government and then uh it bumps the the remainder up to like 37 percent so i think the total number is about 470 million dollars that someone will keep um Oh, excuse me, I'm forgetting the Illinois state income tax of 4.95%. Uh, so that brings that down to $433.7 million. Still, of course, uh, not a bad take. A massive amount of money. But, I mean, really, when you think about it, the advertised, well, the advertised amount is just so much higher than what this guy, this, this individual is walking away with. Um, I do not want to assume his gender, so I will not. Um, would you here? It's a real question, Ron. If you yeah. were to have won the big prize, would yes. you do the one-time payout of it, or it. would, or would you do the? Um, I would uh, take it over thirty years. I would take the lump sum because they always say due to inflation, um, even though you lose money from the lump sum, by the time like you hit year, I think 14 or 15, um, inflation would have devalued the payout over time. I guess. I, I, I know you're right and I get the logic there, but there is absolutely a part of me that thinks, you know what, from a financial from a financially prudent perspective, it's better to know that for the next 30 years, I've got a gigantic check coming in rather than having the ability to piss it away and fuck it up all at once. I mean, it's it's very much like, you know, the Bobby Bonilla situation. You know, Bobby you just, uh, restructured yeah. his contract and uh, he'll be getting uh, $1.18 uh, from the Mets, I think, for another uh, 18 or 20 years. 
We'll have to ask Dom because we know that Dom loves the fact that every year when it is Bobby Bonilla Day and I get to mock the fact that one of his highest played players players on his team is a player that's not even playing anymore. And what's what I find even more humorous is, and I think I sent you this story the other day, uh, the physical contract that Bobby Bonilla signed yes. recently yes. sold in a sports auction for $180,000. So again, everyone making money off of the Bobby Bonilla contract, with the exception of the New York Metropolitans. I fucking love it. I absolutely love it. The Mets are terrible. They're, they're team trash. They're team trash, I tell you. Um, but that really is um, just something that just brings so much um, joy to my heart. And that is the fact that the New York Mets are a terrible organization. Hey, I had a question for you, Brian, because I don't. We, sure. we forgot to talk about it prior to the show. Did you uh, have a lightning round or not for this evening? Oh, you're goddamn right I have a lightning round. Uh-oh, look out. Do we want to, before it gets too late in the show, uh, do a quick lightning round? I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? Am I ready for a lightning round? Why, yes, I am. All right, people. We we have not done a lightning round in a while. If uh, For those of you that are not familiar with a lightning round, basically, I ask or Ron asks me. I ask Ron. Ron asks me. Ten questions. Rapid fire. You are not allowed to think about the answer. You must instantly answer the question. The person asking the question has the right to ask follow-up questions about the answer. So if I were to ask Ron a question of baseball cap or no baseball cap, and he says baseball cap, I can say, but what kind of baseball cap? At which point Ron would have to take his hat off and say, Ron and Brian podcast baseball cap, which you there can you go. get by going to Ron and Brian podcast.com, clicking the link in the upper left hand corner or the right hand corner, depending on whether you're dyslexic or not. And you will be able to go to our store and purchase one of those caps, just like Ron's wearing. Now, Ron, are you yes. ready for the lightning round? I am ready. Ron, let me ask you a quick question, only because yes. I truly love you. Um, question number one COVID or monkeypox? Gotta go monkeypox. Monkeypox, really? It's so hot it's, right now. So hot are, right now. Also, it is, you know, COVID, so two years ago. Missionary or doggy? I mean, with my back, uh, doggy's actually better. Understood. Um, Easier on the lower back. Or, butt wipes or shower? Shower. Okay. What about fried shrimp or seafood boil? Fried shrimp. <laughs> Even if you're at a place that specializes in seafood boil? Even if. I love me some fried shrimp. Really? Good to know. Yeah. Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison or Andrew Dice Clay? Sam Kinison. Without what a doubt. What makes you say that? Um, listen, Dice was, I would say Dice was hilarious. I would say Sam Kinison uh, was a revolutionary. Hmm. Speaking of revolutionaries, Ron, AOC or Kamala Harris? I uh, gotta go AOC. New York represent. Understood. Speaking of New York, Ron, 2009 Yankees or 1996 Yankees? I have to go with the 96 Yankees. Why do you say that? Uh, because it had been, what, 
18 years since we won a World Series, 15 years since we had been in one. We were underdogs, um, you know, and what was it, game game three, they turned it around. Uh, one of the, uh, the best stories in, I think, baseball history is the 96 Yankees. So always hold a special Speak- place. Speaking how holding a special place, Ron, salt or pepper? Uh, salt. Um, is that because pepper, you do not like spicy food, hence you do No, I do, like, I do like spicy oil. food. Everything needs salt, not everything needs pepper. Wow, that is, that's a truth bomb. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts. Interesting. Because you're a man of the people or because That's you right. have more allegiance to Boston? <laughs> I'm a man of the people, Brian. I'll catch lightning Run. in a bottle and then cream that bottle straight up your ass. Not sure what that sound effect was. I don't even know. Matt, what, what are you doing back there? Ron, Israel or Palestine? Oh, I mean, you have to go Palestine. Oh, the anti-Semitism finally makes its appearance, Ron. <laughs> we always knew that the German skin in your blood was going to um, cause you to finally speak out about your hatred of the Jews. Why are you going Palestine on that one? I don't know. I had to pick one. There we go. That's the real pick right there. You go with the Wawa coffee, Brian. Hold on a second. We're going to go... Uh, um, uh, Janelle, hold on. Who said? Oh, here we go. Janelle coming in. Can you stop fucking around? Janelle coming in. Do not disturb is trash. Listen, if I'm going to put my phone down on vibrate and I don't want to be bothered because I'm in a movie, don't tell me it's a trash move. Billy says Tim Hortons overall. I knew I would get the I would get the the the, the public in an uproar, a tizzy, if you would. Last but not least, Ron, part of this lightning round. What is well, your can best I Can memory? I do a quick ranking of the coffees that people have thrown out no. there? No. Nope. Didn't right, ask. Fine. What is your right. favorite memory of 2022 to date? Favorite memory of 2022 to date? That would be uh, your 50th birthday in Las Vegas. Oh. Oh, Ron, I love you so much. Um, Love you, my now, friend. can you um, now that now that you gave such a great answer there, and I really can't help you. Um, can you please rank the um, uh, gas station coffee? Is it Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts? Is it Wawa? Is it Sheets? Is it Tim Hortons? Is it Seven Eleven, which I heard has made an impressive comeback, but I have not tried Seven Eleven coffee yet. I had a Seven Eleven um, coffee the other day, and I was less than impressed. I would put I would put Wawa number one. I would do a, a Tim Hortons double double number two. I would go Sheets three, uh, and then I would go Dunkin' Donuts four, and then Starbucks kind of comes in at number five. Question: What is a double double at um, Tim Hortons? Two cream, two sugar. Oh, which I know you're all against. You you are a, you like your coffee black, just like I like my men. So um, what else we got this week, Brian? Um, what else do we have? I know there was a couple more stories that I wanted to seek in. Can we talk about Can You Beat Ron from last We can week? talk about Can You I Beat mean, we Ron. We don't have video, but actually, let me correct myself. We do have video, but it is not for everybody to watch. It is only for those that are um, uh, subscribers to our Patreon. Um, you know, I don't want to take up too much of the show, but um, 
uh, as a way to offset the cost for this free podcast that we do. Um, Ron and I like to set aside some stories that are not quite ready for uh, uh, YouTube. It's not quite ready for Facebook. Twitch would be twitching if they heard what we were talking about. Um, our bosses would probably um, not be pleased if we discussed it. Um, so what we do is we, um, we, we, we put those stories behind the paywall. And um, uh, one of the things that we uh, do during our Patreon, once a month we have all of our patrons invited. Well, those who are at the um, silver level, aluminum level and above, bronze and higher. Thank you, Ron, for correcting me. I really appreciate that. Anytime. Um, but the bronze level or higher, you are um, uh, given a link every week to a live stream. You can join the show on uh, the last Friday, uh, Sunday of every month. We did it last week. We play a game called Can You Beat Ron? Which is um, a game that, Ron, I would say you've won at least 80% of. Would you agree on that? I would say maybe more in the 70 percentile range. But, All right, but, but it's there. just a, an impressive amount. Last I month, win more than I lose. Let's put it that way. Oh, by far. Not even close. Last month, um, uh, which was technically last Sunday, we did Can You Beat Ron? And it was all about how well do you know me? Um, uh, friends of the show, uh, uh, William Esquire, along with Janelle, joined it, um, challenged Ron to, um, uh, you know, the uh, contest uh, winner, um, if anybody can beat Ron, is um, the, the podcast makes a $25 donation to the charity of your choice. Um, that is a way that we like to say that, you know, the money that comes in, we will, you know, take the hit from the name of charity. We want to make sure it's going to a good cause. Fun was had by all except for those that did not win, meaning Janelle and William Esquire. Ron, how did you how did you feel having won Can You Beat Ron? You know, after uh, losing the month before, uh, it felt good to uh, come back um, and, and win again. And also show that uh, I know Brian better than everybody else. That, that held, a, held a special place in my heart. Considering that, you know, the first three or four questions, you were not showing uh, an impressive. But you it, really was, it was not a strong start. I, I didn't start strong, but I finished strong. I believe you got five of the last seven questions correct, which I was impressed by, um, especially when I asked you the question, you know, how old was I when I got my first hemorrhoid? And you knew not only the, you know, the age, but exactly the date. Um, clearly, you know, you know, one of the things it just it just let me know that um, you're listening when I talk here. Uh, speaking of which, um, great question. Um, Ali, I'm bringing up. What about lightning round for me, Ron? When are you ever so, going to do it next week? We will have a lightning round for Brian. That's right. my pledge to you. Uh, one good. more I quick. Like, I feel like I feel like Allie needs to come onto the Patreon with us. Join. There you go. One month for only ten you, bucks I a month. Feel she like can. She, I feel like like she would give you a run for your money as part of our August. Can you beat Ron? There you go. Uh, one more story coming up here. Uh, this is about a professor um, at a, uh, a Georgia university, uh, the University of West Georgia, to be exact, uh, who uh, fatally shot and killed an 18-year-old woman uh, who was uh, ironically scheduled to uh, attend that school in the fall. Uh, this is Richard Sigmund right here, age 47. Uh, apparently, he had gotten into an argument at a local pizza place. 
Um, and uh, he threatened to uh, shoot a man that he had gotten in an argument with. Uh, then, for whatever reason, he came back. He opened fire, uh, started shooting into a parked vehicle. Uh, the young woman was struck uh, and killed. Um, and he has been charged with murder, possession of a firearm, and aggravated assault in the death of Anna Jones. And and, and this was just a, a real scary story in the sense that there's absolutely no understanding of why this man, oh, what the fuck happened to him? That looks I think like, uh, uh, he may have gotten he may have gotten beat up a little bit. I'm going to say that that man got dragged across the ground by his forehead. That is not a birthmark of any type. That is, <laughs> um, that looks like somebody sc- just dragged his head across a gravelly road, if I'm not correct. Um, Jesus Christ, that is not good. Um, and last but not least, I you know last week we were talking about um, uh, a lawsuit that had been filed by um, uh, the family of an African American child who was at. Uh, Sesame Place, and she was um, uh, ignored by multiple characters. Personally, I would have uh, uh, ignored her, not based on the fact that she was African-American, but the fact that she was at Sesame Place, um, which we all know is just a terrible place for you to bring your child. Because as Ron, (laughs) as somebody who works in the hotel industry, children go missing at Sesame Place all the time, and nobody talks. (laughs) I don't believe that that's factual, but okay. So why why do you bring no, that up, Brian? You didn't say you didn't say that children go missing. No, I, I did not say that. Or do you bring this up for the fact that now this uh, appears to be happening at Chuck E. Cheese as well? Well, if there's anything that is just wholly American and stands for everything that makes this country great, it's Chuck E. Cheese. And now um, we have a lawsuit that has been filed. A complaint has been lodged against Chuck E. Cheese corporation i would assume well no no lawsuit filed yet but a woman has filed a complaint uh against a chuck e cheese in wayne new jersey claiming that her two-year-old was racially discriminated against can we do you want the video watch video you know i want the video you know i love the video so we we, let's take us to wayne new jersey look at that girl so excited so excited (gasps) she sees chuck e cheese so he, you can see him initially high-fiving the white kids on the stage behind him, and then the little girl. Again, I don't know if you know. I don't know what the line of sight is in those mouse heads, uh, but it certainly looks a little bit suspect. I feel like he. It looks like he saw her, or she. It looks. It could be a female inside. It could doesn't be. have to be a male, but it looks like a it, whomever was in there. Um, first off, was 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 at a stage three of heat exhaustion. Um, I believe that the person in there had dropped 42 pounds of uh, weight since the beginning of their shift um, as they sweated profusely. Um, Oh, good point here. This is why I think we need to have um, William Esquire on more often. A landscape video may show more. Now, once again, William Esquire really saying the things that needs to be said. Uh, People, if you're going to videotape, don't go in portrait mode we need landscape ultimately janelle speaks the truth chuck e cheese has always been a white trash amusement park um so what does that have to say if you're if you're uh discussing a uh, african-american girl 
who was really ignored by Chuck E. Cheese. So uh, the woman, the mother of the child says that she will be filing a lawsuit um, against Chuck E. Cheese. Um, as you mentioned, Brian, this follows uh, footage of uh, costume characters at Sesame Place uh, ignoring black children during various parades. Uh, one of them now suing SeaWorld Parks, the owner of Sesame Place, uh, seeking $25 million in damages. SeaWorld owns Sesame Place? SeaWorld owns Sesame Place. SeaWorld, uh, excuse me, Sesame Place used to be part of Bush Entertainment, um, you know, Bush Gardens and all that. Um, and uh, Anheuser-Busch eventually sold their uh, theme parks to SeaWorld. Bush Gardens was also very popular in the 70s in the adult, um, uh, adult movie industry. Um, based on, you know, sometimes I go the nostalgia route and I watch some of the old you know what i like to call the classic age of, right right um, right of adult movies and bush gardens was just very popular back then all right anything else this week brian or are we ready to wrap this up i don't know how to really follow uh what you just said so i feel maybe it's time to kind of kind of bring this uh bring this plane into the airport anything else brian now, if we were talking about LaGuardia, we'd be saying that the plane came into um, uh, the water right off the, the runway. Because we know that planes do not like to land in LaGuardia. They like to land at Flushing Bay. All right. Well, we are going to get ready for okay. After Dark for our Patreon oh, yeah. subscribers taking place in just a mere 21 minutes. So, Patreon subscribers, we will see you in 21 minutes. Everybody else, we will see you next Sunday. Brian, anything else that you'd like to end on? Yes, I would like to say that I am I, I am I am speaking to you as a humbled American. Um, the New York Yankees got swept this weekend by the St. Louis Cardinals, who I do not believe are that great of a team. But um, they won one nothing yesterday. We were unable to score a run today. We scored nine and lost by twelve by a score of twelve to nine. Um, the Yankees are looking terrible. The New that, York they're what Mets, three and seven now in the last ten just terrible and the Mets swept a, a four game series against the Braves you know uh, it was just a couple weeks ago the New York Yankees were the best team in baseball ever since Ron came up and saw the Yankees um, they are now uh, uh, almost not even the best team in New York anymore um, I'm not going to say that Scott Kingsley is a jinx but I'm going to imply Ron that you are I'll take the hit I'll take the hit well thank you Brian love you my friend no, I love you. Thank you for, for doing this with me once a week. It, uh, it means the world to me. Um, the fact that I get to sit here and um, chat with you, um, high point of my week. Um, but ultimately, it's about the, the fans, uh, the people who are there for us every week. Um, the fact that you um, are giving up uh, a piece of your Sunday night, a piece of your week um, to join Ron and myself. Um, don't ever think we take this for granted. We want to thank you for joining us. And um, hopefully uh, sometime in the very near future, we all, you know, hopefully this monkeypox thing blows over and we can spend some time together. Sounds good. All right, everybody. We will catch you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.